there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Takeoff Podcast with John Clark and yeah... We are taking off to the World Series. This is presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. First time we've taken it on the road to a World Series. The Phillies are back in the World Series for the first time in 13 years. And we've got some special guests. We got to catch up in Houston with Reese Hoskins, JT Real Muto, and Astros center fielder Chaz McCormick. Yeah, he started four games in the ALCS for the Astros. He is from Westchester, PA, and he grew up a Phillies fan. And we also catch up with Phillies great Larry Anderson, of course, the radio analyst, and Todd Callis, the son of Harry Callis. He is the broadcaster for the Astros here. He was the broadcaster for the Tampa Bay Rays in 2008 when the Phillies won the World Series. It's amazing how everything is coming together. Please enjoy these conversations. We are here with uh, Reese Hoskins, and, and were there times when you were a little kid that you'd be out in the yard or on the field and you would picture moments like the World Series or say, I'm in the World Series? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I, th- I think as soon as you can pick up a bat, um, kind of understand what's going on and the idea of winning a championship, um, you know, you're picturing yourself, bases loaded, two outs, down three, I have a chance to win the World Series. Um, every little kid goes through that scenario and hits a home run with the wiffle ball, right? So, um, yeah, kind of a cool full circle moment. Um, hopefully a big moment will come up and we'll kind of get to relive that like we did as kids. Has this kind of been a blur? Has everything happened so fast in the playoffs to get to this point? Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the intensity, right? And um, just how much fun we're having. Things obviously seem to go faster when you're having fun uh, we're winning games um but yeah i mean try to kind of soak every moment for what it is but because of the multiple cities um the intensity can go pretty fast dave dombrowski said he was talking to some of the guys i don't know if it was you but he said the world series it's just completely different you guys have seen a level it keeps rising but do you expect it to even be higher and higher here for the world series kind of how it's gone throughout this playoff starting with the wild card um the intensity just gets turned up a little bit uh each series i don't see why it would be any different um for the world series i mean we're the we're the only game on tv right so this is um it's a big deal it's fun it's it's what it's supposed to be and um i think that intensity will also get dialed up just because of who we're playing do you like the fact uh, that people keep picking against the Phillies? It seems like the Astros are the, the team. You know, you guys are the underdogs again. Uh, we know the type of caliber of team that we can be in that uh, in that clubhouse, and I think that's kind of all that matters for us. Is there a moment, whether it's regular season or postseason, where you just really felt something special going on, the connection with the team, everything like that? Um, I think, you know, if we can go back to June, we won 12, 13 in a row. Um, kind of the first time that we really got out of run and I think it felt the way that 
everybody had envisioned it to be. And since then, I think we've been playing with a little bit more confidence um, as a group and also individually. And that kind of led us to where we are now. You know, Philadelphia was looking for this team to get over the hump in, in the other Septembers, and it just didn't happen. And when you guys were trying to clinch a playoff spot, Rob Thompson said, maybe you guys are putting too much pressure on yourself or feeling that. But once you did clinch, was it kind of a little bit of a relief? Were you able to play a little more loose and, and kind of let everything out? Oh, I think getting in is uh, was going to be the hard part. Um, all of this, we're kind of icing on the cake, right, once we get into October. Um, but yeah, of course, right? Like, we understand what's going on in the city, what's gone on historically with this organization in the last 10, 12 years. Um, I, I have a di- little bit different perspective than some of the other guys on the team just because I've been here for almost half of that. Um, so, yeah, uh, naturally, I think you, you try a little bit harder because you care about the city that you play for. Um, but it was nice to see us kind of just let loose and be ourselves once we got in. Rob Thompson says he cheers for you a little harder than some others because of all the things you've done for the city of Philadelphia and that you're a really good person. When you came to Philadelphia, when did you decide, like, I want to make this my home and I want to make an impact and, and actually change some people's lives in this? Well, I think you decide that um, before you get somewhere, right? It, I knew it was, I had a chance to make Philadelphia my home because of what I was able to do in 2017 and 2018. Um, and why not, right? I've, I've heard so much about the city. There's obviously uh, a plethora of history, U.S. history that, that, that that's there that makes it a beautiful city. And then everybody talks about the way that they um, view and treat their, their sports teams, right? Um, it's a passion like un, un, or any other thing that I've ever seen. Um, just living and dying with the success and and not success or the, the failures of the team it is so much better um, and easier to grab onto as an athlete. It just we, my wife and I just said why not? Um, and it's a beautiful city, and we've learned that. Can you imagine World Series games in the city of Philadelphia after what you've experienced in these other rounds? Can't wait. Can't wait. How much has Kyle Schwarber? helped or increase the belief level or you know a mental toughness or just an understanding of, of what's to come or what's going on yeah i mean just his experience um and, and the success that he's had in october's and late in years speaks for itself but, I, but, but he's able to share that with us um some of the guys that necessarily or haven't necessarily gone through this type of thing um all of this type of thing all the stuff that goes on off the field um while in the postseason was nice to talk to him about and kind of get an idea, but also just, you know, some of the, the feelings and thoughts that you're going to have out, out on the field once the game starts, um, just to have a, a sounding board and experience to draw back on, uh, I think has been pretty big for all of us. And he brought the uh, dancing on my own into the clubhouse. Is, is that, uh, I mean, it's catching on all over the country now, not just Philly. I mean, who doesn't like a good sing-along, right? <laughs> um, just guys being guys, is, I think, is what it is. You know all the words? How do you not? I, I've heard it. I heard it 87 times in a year during the year, plus all the wins uh, in the postseason. So, um, yeah, know the words. Can't wait to keep singing them. Wait, wait. How how long ago did you bring it into the clubhouse? I mean, I, I think this. I think it's been close to the start of the year. So at least 87. Um, I'm gonna say we played it more than one time every win, though. Wow. Cool. Can you uh, can you imagine Bryce Harper at the beginning of the year talked about let's have a party on Broad Street? 
Can you imagine the realization of a dream and if that was to happen in the city of Philadelphia? Well, it's just, uh, it's been a long time coming for us just to be here. Um, you, you can feel the city longing for that, wanting it, um, crying out for it. Um, I'm just happy for the city, man. It's uh, It's been really cool to see it painted red, right? I've seen it green. Um, I've seen what they can do and rally behind the Sixers that they've gone deep in the playoffs. Um, everybody's got their Phillies cap on. Everybody's got their Phillies flags hanging out their window. And it's just a special sight to see. Um, I've seen pictures of Broad Street being full. Um, gives me chills looking at it. But I can't even imagine what it will be like uh, being there if that's where we get. Thanks for your time. Best yeah. wish. Thanks. We are here with JT Real Muto, and it's a long time coming, uh, not only to make the playoffs, but to get to a World Series. Can you remember being a little kid uh, dreaming of a moment like this? Absolutely. Uh, just growing up, watching World Series games, um, you know, playing baseball in the backyard, uh, just having that moment where you're, you know, 3-2, two, two outs, World Series game seven, you know, everybody's done that as a kid. And, and to be here, to have that opportunity to, to live out that dream, um, it's incredible. How do you think this team really collectively kind of flipped a switch when you got into the playoffs and it seems like the big moments, you guys really stepped up in those big moments? Yeah, I just think the group of guys we have, um, we have a lot of really good baseball players. And even though we started off slow um, to begin the year, um, it doesn't change the, the type of character and the type of players we had in that clubhouse. And we knew that once, once things got rolling our direction, we started um, getting on a little bit of a roll, that we had the guys that could go on a deep run. What about the leader that Kyle Schwarber has been for you guys, coming in with that postseason experience, won a World Series? What has he brought to that clubhouse? Yeah, I mean, Schwarber, he's just one of the leaders on the team. That, like He's that glue guy that everybody can kind of gravitate towards. Um, he's always having fun in the clubhouse, always talking to guys. Um, but then when it comes game time, he knows what, you know, he's been in the situations that, that we've all aspired to been in and he's been successful in them. So just being able to pick his brain, um, talk to him about certain situations, he's, he's been that guy for everyone. When you come into uh, this ballpark, and I believe they're going to have the roof closed because maybe the ball doesn't travel as far as well here, and they have pitching, they don't give up home runs. Do you change approach at all when you're facing that kind of staff where, the, where they really don't give up a lot of home runs? Uh, you know, I don't necessarily think you change approach, but I definitely think that we have to make a distinct effort to not overswing and not try to do too much because w with the power stuff that their entire pitching staff has, um, they strike a lot of guys out. They rely on a lot of chase because they have you know a lot of movement on their pitches. Um, we're going to have to try to stay in the strike zone a little more than normal and, and really just put the ball in play. We've seen so far in this postseason that, that when this lineup puts the ball in play, good things happen and, and the homers will come. Seems like you guys are underdogs again. You guys have been rolling through the playoffs as underdogs. Do you kind of like that now that maybe people aren't picking you to win this? Uh, it, honestly, it doesn't matter to us either way. At the end of the day, you got to play the series. You got to play the games, and, and um, the every postseason series we've gone into this year, we've been the underdogs, and we've won every series. So the underdog role doesn't really bother us too much. What's the best advice or message you've gotten from somebody who's been in the World Series about what to expect and, and how to handle everything from the World Series? Uh, pretty much soak it in, like take a moment tomorrow to enjoy it, you know, before the game. Um, but once the game starts, you know, it's just it's baseball. Uh, it's the same thing we've been doing all year long, all postseason long. Um, you know, it'll be a little more nerves, a little more butterflies, maybe looking around the stadium a little more to take it all in. But as soon as pitch one is thrown, uh, we're just trying to win a game that day.
Can you imagine Philadelphia for World Series games after what you saw from the previous series? Yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting thing to think about. The way they've turned out for us so far this postseason, um, and I've already heard the rumblings about how exciting it's going to be uh, for those three games at home. Um, hopefully we can do well here in Houston and give them a show back in Philly. All right, thanks for your time, man. Thank you. Chaz, we're from uh, Philadelphia. What's up? How are you doing? So uh, tell us where you were when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. Oh, man. Where was I? I was definitely at my house um, watching the game and jumping around with my family. And, and um, yeah, just, just uh, it felt so long ago. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I just, I, just, just, I just remember I could name that whole, that whole team. Um, and just watching them 2008, 2009, 2010, um, just how good they were, how many good players they had, seeing Red October in Citizens Bank Park, um, it was, it's a special moment and I, and I can't wait to, uh, be able to see that in real life, like in, in on the field. Pretty wild that you're facing all of that now. Your yeah, hometown team exactly, growing up, exactly facing them. I can't wait. Um, you know, obviously, I hope I, I hope I contribute and and um, yeah, I, I've never been more excited to play a baseball game. Um, obviously, it's World Series, but it, it means it means a little more since since I'm going back home and you know I have a lot of a lot of friends supporting me and you know it's against my hometown team and. Um, you know, it's going to be a really fun, fun series, and and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Now, do you have a lot of friends who are Phillies fans who are asking for tickets? Of course. <laughs> so what are you doing with that? Do they have to wear Astros? Well, what are you going to allow? Yeah, I, it, um, I can't get out. I can't give out too many tickets. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they're wearing Astros gear or if, or if they're rooting for the Astros, then I might get them a ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, they have to. They have to come up with something cool for them to get a ticket. Was there a Philadelphia Philly that you grew up wanting to be like, or you said this is the guy that I'm going to mold my game after, or anything like that? Uh, yeah, um, there's so many of them. Because yeah. um, I loved, I loved, I loved their pitching staff they had, and and I loved the position players they had. But you know, you got to go with Jimmy Rollins. Um, my nephew's out actually going a little farther back. Uh, nephew's named after Scotty Rowland. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Ron, just, you know, watch him lead off, watch him hit balls in a gap, watching him run. Like, there was just something special behind that when I was younger. Did that, did that team pretty much inspire you? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think I would, I would, um, I would say that yes, because I didn't understand the game at that point. I knew I, I loved playing, I loved playing sports when I was younger, so I was always playing baseball, basketball, football. But, yeah, I, I always got. That's how I got into playoff baseball. Just being able to watch, you know, watch the Phillies dominate. Um, yeah, and it kind of it 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 kept going because then after the Phillies, um, after around 2011, that's when I really got into Texas Rangers and and um, St. Louis Cardinals when they were battling for the World Series. Um, and yeah, ever since ever since that, I just started love watching postseason baseball. Have your teammates at all asked you about what the environment's going to be like in Philly? Uh, what would you say? I, I would say they haven't asked me, but I would say it's going to be electric and it's going to be loud. It's a smaller stadium, it's, but we're going to enjoy every second of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Do you have that Philly mentality being from the Delaware Valley? Yes, I have that Philly that that blue collar gritty. I, I have it all. I have it all. It's in my blood.
When you prepare and you see Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler and you watch them pitch, yeah. what makes both of them so good? Um, they're they're experienced. Um, their fastballs are electric too. I mean, they their fastballs can really get on you. It's kind of hard to pick up their arm action. Um, and yeah, they're just experienced. They've been in the league for a while. Um, you know, they they know how to pitch. They know how to pound the zone too. I mean, Nola. I saw something about Nola having a couple walks all season or something like that. I'm like, okay, the guy throws strikes. He, he knows. And then watching him pitch at the end of the year, he, he was just spotting up and he, he knows how to pitch and he, th- he pounds his own. Um, and yeah, Wheeler, you know, Wheeler's electric, obviously. I mean, throws really hard. He's got a good, good, uh, good curveball. Um, so we just got to be ready to hit. I mean, those guys are going to attack us. Um, and they're a really good team, so we just need to be we need to be ready. You uh, you guys are the favorites. Um, are we? That's what that's what America and Vegas say. Yeah. Uh, but you know Philly with the underdog spirit. Exactly. They have that. You know, when Philly is an underdog, they have they have a lot of momentum. They have a lot of momentum. Um, but yeah, if, if I didn't even know we were the favorites, but it's a World Series, so it's fifty fifty. It's like anything can happen. It's baseball, which makes it fun. Yeah. Um, even playing the world, like you have to, it almost has to be in the postseason. You know, you almost have to be lucky sometimes. You have to have the ball roll your way because um, there's a lot of better teams that lost in the World Series. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fifty-fifty. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You know, just because the Phillies won eighty-seven games and we won a hundred whatever games, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at this point because any team's going to, any team that comes ready to play and, and is ready more that they're going to win. So yeah, we just got to be ready. Growing up in Philly, do you remember your first impression or your first love for baseball when you fell in love with the sport or picked it up? Um. Yeah, honestly, it had to be maybe, maybe travel ball in in uh, in, in high school. I think uh, I won a state championship my my freshman year in high school with my brother Sean McCormick. Um, but yeah, I think either winning a state championship my freshman year or just playing summer ball, like kind of like doing the outside experience, meeting new people, playing with new teammates, uh, playing against different states. You know, when I was doing that, I was like, this, this is fun. Like, you, you enjoy it, and, like, you kind of just go out and play. Um, but, yeah, probably probably around freshman year in high school. Did you ever own a Phillies jersey when you were a kid, and what player was it if you did? Ooh, ooh. Uh, I did. I did. I did. It was uh, it was Ryan Howard. Yeah. Ryan Howard. Did you ever get to meet any of the Phillies when you were a kid, and what was that like if you did? Uh, I did not. Uh, I don't. I don't think I did. I think I met. I met Allen Iverson. But that was it. I don't think I've ever met any Phillies. How amazing was that? It was amazing. AI, the answer. I mean, <laughs> I, I love basketball too, so uh, it was really cool. Who were your top athletes ever growing up in Philly? Um. Ah, uh, man. Sport? Like, what sport? Or it doesn't matter what sport. It doesn't matter what sport. It doesn't matter what sport. You can go Eagles if you want. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I think of Donovan McNabb. Yeah. You know, I don't know, just the guy behind the helm. <laughs> um, he was always fun to watch. Him and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Did you go to the Phillies parade? No, I didn't. No? <laughs> no. I didn't. Did you want to? Uh, yeah, but I, I think I was a little younger. I think I just never made it out. Yeah. How big of an Eagles fan are you? I'm a huge Eagles fan. 
I bleed green. <laughs> and they're doing so well this year, so it's so much fun. So they're coming here to play the Texans the night before what, game six? Yeah, yeah. How amazing is that? That is amazing. Thursday night football, I think. I want to go, but I probably probably shouldn't. <laughs> but did you go to the Did you go to the Eagles Super Bowl parade? I did not. No, but I, but I was I was out and about watching those games all the time. Uh, never never went to the parade, but I stayed in Westchester and I was I was uh, watching the whole game, watching the whole playoffs. That was that was special with Nick Foles carrying the birds. That was special. So, have you thought of what it would be like being from the Philadelphia area if you actually won the World Series in the city of Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park where you grew up? That's exactly how I wanted to pan out. Win the World Series, clinch it in Citizens Bank Park. But again, that's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. But I would, I would love to. Well, best wishes to you. We appreciate your time. We wish you the best. But of course, everybody in Philadelphia is rooting for the Phillies. Yeah. Over you. Thank you. Except for family. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Go Astros. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. All right. We are joined by L.A. Larry Anderson, of course, in the 93 World Series. And he is the great analyst on Phillies radio. So first, take me back to the moment. We saw your reaction when Bryce Harper hit that historic home run. When you look back on it, where would you rank that in Philly's postseason history? Uh, right in the top three. I, I mean, if not the top. I, it, it's just, it, it was euphoria, you know, and just exhilarating the, the energy, the, the, the noise, the fans. The, and it's just, you can't, I can't help myself. It's like, you just, you just want to jump up and scream. And it's, it's, oh, it's just nothing like it, nothing like it. And I keep going back to if they didn't have the DH now, Bryce would not be playing. He had the thumb issue. He said it was a grind. He only hit three home runs when he came back. And then also he is still dealing with the arm issue. So how amazing is this how he flipped the switch? Incredible. Because at the, at the end of the season, he wasn't swinging about that well. And it, and it was you could see the frustration in him. His, his body language was just just wasn't there you know the, he'd get on get a hit or get on and it was kind of like you know giving emotions to the players but he knew he wasn't where he wanted to be or where he needed to be and and since then once the playoffs started it was like everything kicked in and and you know Kay Long and others probably saying you know he's right there he's close he's getting there but once he got there like unbelievable it, it was it was night and day really compared to the end of the season to the playoffs and he just he's like boys jump on my shoulder here we go yeah. And it's been like that. Yeah. You were there for Macho Row. Then you had the 2008 team, Ryan Howard, right. Chase Sutley, all those guys. How about this group of Harper, Schwarbs, and Reese Hoskins? I think the, one of the things that, like, the expectations were so high at the start of the year, and they got off to such a poor start, you know, first two months for what they were expecting, and I think for what they were expecting of themselves. But the, the one thing they always continue to do, and I think Schwarber is a big part of it, is continue to believe in themselves. I think Hoskins and Schwarbs really made a big difference in that clubhouse saying, hey, we're going through tough times. And we've heard it before, and they kept saying this is a different group. It's a different group. We're seeing now. It, it was a, It is a different group, and it's a... Uh, it's one that has become beloved in the city, I think, and it's they're, they're making their legacy right now. Yeah, and they were underdogs in yeah. each of the first three series. Of course, they're big underdogs again. So when you look at this series, what do you think the key is going to be for the Phillies pulling off an upset? Uh, I, just the continuation of, the, of, uh, of Schwarber, Hoskins, and Harper. I think everybody's going to have to chip in. They're going to have to get the good pitching, the, the Everything. I mean, they're they're going against a team that I think is one of the the well best-rounded teams in baseball right now. 
uh, all the way around, defense, offense, everything, pitching, bullpen. Um, and I think they're going to have to be on their A game for, for seven games or however many games it takes. But uh, like I was texting with my daughter this morning, she's coming in, uh, Angie's coming in Monday for the game. Hopefully we get it in. And uh, like I told her, she says, what do you think, Dad? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. But I said, I would not bet against this team. And she goes, absolutely not. And that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been around some magic in your time. Yeah. Do you get the sense that magic is here with this Philly yeah. team? Yeah. I, I go back to the first game in St. Louis, the ninth inning. And it's like, wow, did that just, that's not supposed to happen. You know, and especially against that bullpen. Um, and, it, and it did happen. Uh, and it just—it was one of those things where you, you think, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something special. And it, it just continues throughout the playoffs to this point. And so hopefully that, that little special something happens again. Well, when you look at this Astros pitching staff and their bullpen, my goodness, you know, Justin Verlander threw all the guys. And I saw the statistic that they have given up the fewest home runs per innings pitch or, right. or, or per game. So you have the ultimate pitching not giving up home runs especially in this ballpark if it's closed apparently that sucks down home runs apparently against the phillies who are mashing the ball yeah but you know what the the, the phils the way they're hitting the ball if they're connecting like they were in in the first two three series nothing's going to keep them in the park you know they're, they're barreling balls up and if they do that you know, get a quick run, quick couple of runs, and they can do it with the long ball. Uh, it, it'll it'll speak volumes. And then, obviously, going back home in front of our fans, it, it takes this team to another level. It really does. Uh, and people, you say, well, the fans can't make that big. They do. Trust me, they make a big difference. And I think it affects the opposing team. I think it, I think we've seen that in the first two rounds here. What do you think it was like back in 2008, and you compare it to 93, and the vibe at Citizens Bank Park now? Uh, I don't know. It's funny. Chad Durbin, Texas, Scott, and I early uh, in the first playoff games at Citizens Bank Park was like, wow, this is unbelievable. He said, was it this loud when we were winning? And it was like, I don't know. Like, you were down there. I, I don't know. But it, it seems very similar, almost maybe more, I think, partly because that they expected that team to do what they did, and they did it throughout the year. This team had its ups and downs, and, and the expectations were up and down. It was very volatile. And I think that that's drawn the fans in more for what they're doing in the playoffs. It's, it's brought them closer. It really has. Yeah. All right. So Astros have won nine in a row. The last time they lost was Aaron Nola on right. this mound right here to get a spot in the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. That was huge. Yeah. So when you're able to have Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, four starts in a seven-game series, how big is that? That's huge. It's absolutely huge. And I think. One of the big things too is is with going with Nola first, it shortens his time that he's been away from the mound, and it gives Wheeler an extra day. And I think those two factors make a big difference. And I mean, obviously, we'll see how that plays out in the first two games. But I think just to have those both those guys now, Nola will be able to go again. Um, Wheeler, I don't know what what their situation is or what they're looking at, but but to have those two guys healthy, strong, and going into the first two games, I'm like. I'm excited. I really am. <laughs> and, and it's cool to be in this park because Aaron Nola had a perfect game going into the right. seventh here when they clinched a playoff spot. Give me an idea of what it's like for him going against these Astros hitters again. They saw him three weeks ago, but he also saw this Astros right. lineup. Yeah, I think they're, they're both going to do what they do. You know, Aaron's going to go out and pitch his game. And if, it's, if he's got the same stuff as he had then, I expect the same results. I really do. The, the fact that they've seen him. Um, it, it gives him a little advantage, I think, um, in that respect. But he's seen them again, like you said. So, so he knows what they're looking for. 
Um, I, I, he's probably thinking, how can I improve on what I did in that, in that game, that last star here? But if he just stays within himself, does what he's capable of doing, he can, he can shut anybody down. Do you think with the Astros pitching staff and the way they're able to keep the ball in the yard, do the Phillies change their approach at all? Because we've seen them play some small ball in these playoffs, and they've been good at it. Yeah, I think with their pitching, and I think when you're facing a team like that and, and with their pitching all the way around, that you have to think about small ball, too. You can't you can't just sit back and rely on the long ball. So I think if there's opportunity, obviously you don't want Harper Bunton first and second, nobody out. But, you know, there's certain situations where I think they can play small ball, and I think it'll be to their advantage. Was there a moment, L.A., where you were watching this team and you just said, you know what? I actually think this team can go this far. Was it? Was there um, anything during the regular season? Anything in the beginning of the playoffs where you're like, they have something special? I, I think it's just the, the resiliency that they could they could lose three or four in a row and say we're all right. Uh, they could have their backs to the wall and come up with a big win when they need to win. They could do it. I think the the, the leadership of Schwarber again and Hoskins in that in that dugout in the clubhouse. I think that plays a big part of it. And uh, I, I don't know if there was one specific thing, but I just just the fact that they bounce back all the time when they're, they're, they're the underdogs, their backs are against the wall. They come, they pull things out. And so I'm, hope, I'm hopeful and believing that they'll pull this one out. And I know you, just like Phillies fans, you get frustrated sometimes yeah. with the defensive plays, yeah. like Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura. But my goodness, both those guys came up with their kind of Kim Batiste moment, yeah. you know, where yeah. they completely rebounded. How impressive is that mental toughness? That's that's huge. That's that, To not get down to, you know, uh, the other day, Bohm uh, uh, struck out three times and then goes out and makes a terrific defensive play to, to get an out at second, almost a double play, you know, falls down making the throw to second. Like, they're able to flush everything. If something happens, they're, they're able to flush it and move on. And that's I think that's the, the biggest thing that, that they're able to do. Um, Dominguez, after his last game in the rain, you know, he's like, I pitched. I don't remember, you know, <laughs> like it's done. It's out of his mind. You have to have that mentality. And, and these guys have it. How about for you being around Philadelphia? Because you had the incredible team, the 93 Phillies, which will go down as one of the most popular teams. Right. Um, but I love what Rob Thompson said. He said, the city has fallen in love with the Phillies again. Yeah. How amazing is it for you to see the love for the Phillies again? I love it because when I first came here in 83, the first time we went to the World Series, it was a Phillies town. It was. Um, it, it slowly got molded into a Eagles town. Um, and then 08 happened. And then, you know, we know what happened after the five, five uh, straight uh, division wins, titles. Um, things are kind of in a lull the last 10 years, and it's really been an Eagles town. But now with with what we're doing um people are realizing that this is a philly team this is a phillies town this is a phillies championship we're going for it's not not to take anything away from the eagles because go eagles i'm all for it six and oh and keep it going but um for right now this the, the, the way that the, the fans have taken to this phillies team it's it's a beautiful thing and how impressed are you i get a sense that bryce harper really has matured he's yeah. 30 now came in as a 19 year old hot shot how have you seen his evolution over the years? I, I, just the fact that, that he's at a point where this is what he wanted to do. This is like he has goals and, and he fights to the end to, to reach those goals. And he's he's reaching one out with getting this team to the World Series. And that's what he wanted to do when he came here. And I think the commitment from John Middleton has been huge, as well as the other owners, um, to, to go out and put a team together that can do what they're doing this year. It's huge. All right. Can we get a prediction from you? Yeah. Phil's. <laughs>
How many games? Don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. We got you, Phillies. All right, you're on the record. Thank you. L.A., thank you so much. Thanks, and good John. to see you back here in Houston. You've yep. had some moments here. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's been a, fun, been a fun ride, and it's fun to come back. Awesome. Thank you. You got it. All right, we are joined by Todd Callis, former Phillies broadcaster, of course, the legendary Harry Callis, and then went to Tampa Bay. You were a broadcaster for the Rays. You happened to face the Phillies in the World Series, and now you're the Astros play-by-play man, and you're facing the Phillies again in the World Series. How does this happen? It's crazy. I think Dad's looking down and watching this and smiling because it's nuts. Uh, 08 was great. Dad's first time to call a final out of a World Series since he didn't get to an 80. So it was cool to be there with him for those five games, and now, obviously, we're not going to get to share this in person, but uh, we'll be having our conversations through heaven, I think. Yeah. How often do you think of your dad, especially when these moments come up? A lot. And, you know, going back to Philly especially, um, I always make it a point to try and go to the Laurel Hill Hill Cemetery and see his grave whenever I'm in town. So I'll do that uh, one of those days next week. But, yeah, when the Phillies play the Astros now or when they played the Rays or whenever it's Phillies related, that's the team I grew up with. That's the team uh, where my brother and I spent summers in the bowels of Veterans Stadium hanging out. So, uh, you know, it'll always be in my blood. I'll always have the Phillies in my blood. So it'll be cool. And when you were growing up, in the Philly area. I mean, it was kind of a baseball town. Now it's an Eagles town, but it, but it's becoming a baseball town again. Like people are falling in love with the Phillies. When you see what the Phillies are doing, does that kind of warm your heart and say, I remember the good old days? Yeah, I love it. I love to see how fired up people are for Red October. I mean, it's great. And the team has been phenomenal. It's been, you know, they were here to end the regular season and that whole road trip was kind of crazy. They got swept in Chicago. They won a couple games in D.C. and they came here and wrapped it up, but they weren't playing their best baseball going in the final week of the season, they made it work at the right time. So in your research, and you're getting ready to call this, and, and uh, now you're not, of course, the national broadcast, but you're here. Um, what are you seeing from this Phillies group? Because it seems like they just flipped a switch when the playoffs came. Yeah, they are hot right now. They're red hot. You're getting great at-bats up and down the lineup, especially the guy right in the middle, Bryce Harper. He's having a phenomenal postseason. Uh, the two guys pitching here in Houston are as good a one-two as you're going to find with Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler, so that's going to be a tough combination. Astros have their own tough combination in Verlander and Fromber. I think depth-wise, 1 through 13, the Astros are the better uh, overall pitching staff. I think you can say that about a lot of teams. This is as deep a staff as I've seen in a long time. And so I think that's where the difference lies in a seven-game series. A a little bit deeper staff and maybe some better defense could could work in the Astros' favor. Yeah, and and I hear that they do like to have this closed, Mm -hmm. and it'll probably be closed during the World Series because I guess when it's open air, it's a little hotter or whatever. Maybe the balls fly further. So is it definitely an advantage in this ballpark with the Astros pitching? I think they gave up, what, the second fewest home runs per game all year? That sounds about right. They don't give up many home runs. And it's crazy because it's a short portion left. You would think in this stadium the Astros pitching would give up a lot of home runs into the Crawford boxes, but they don't. Uh, They keep the ball down. Fromber Valdez, Lance McCullers, their ground ball guys. Justin Verlander, who goes game one, he'll give up his share of home runs, although he's been limiting them this year. Uh, So, yeah, I think the roof closed. I just saw our owner down there on the field as we're talking. He's probably smiling ear to ear because he likes it when the roofs close. It is very loud in here. You you said... Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. The fact that they're able to go four games total in a seven-game series, that's big for the Phillies, but 
they're still facing some of the best pitching in baseball this year. Yeah, Verlander and Framber Valdez. Verlander's going to win the Cy Young. Framber will finish somewhere in the top five. And then you've got Lance McCullers Jr. or Christian Javier. They're both guys that could be a, a two or a one on another staff. So uh, they're very deep. They've got a very good bullpen, the best bullpen in baseball statistically. And so if you get a lead late, really for both sides, especially the Phillies late, uh, the way they've been going with Sir Anthony and Alvarado com- combined with Eflin now out of the bullpen. So if any, whoever's leading out after six should be in pretty good shape to try and close it out. Obviously, the Astros are the betting favorite, uh, but we've seen two of the last three years. Last year, the Braves, they were the underdog against the Astros, I believe, and, and they won NL East. And then yeah. the Nationals, NL East 2019, did beat the Astros in the World Series. Could we be seeing a theme here, the underdogs from the NL East? Yeah, the team that gets hot at the right time, right, yeah. from that division. And I see some similarities, maybe even more so with the Nationals from 19. Nationals were down most of their wild card game to the Brewers, then had that late rally and got into the next round and then kept winning. At Phillies, that first game, were down the whole game against St. Louis, rallied in the ninth inning, and that kind of jump-started them uh, to the rest of their postseason run. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, the, the Astros have lost two of the last three years to an NL East team that's been hot. They're hoping to stop that trend this year. How about it's pretty wild? The Phillies season was supposed to start here in Houston, right? Until yeah. the schedule was changed, pushed back, and then it wound up ending here in Houston, regular season. Aaron Nola, that's the last time the Astros have actually lost, nine straight wins. Pretty wild that the entire season is going to end here for the Philadelphia Phillies in Houston. Yeah, it is crazy. Nola was outstanding that game one. He shut down the Astros' bats, and then obviously the next two games, they really didn't matter. The Phillies had wrapped it up. They were partying, they were uh, partying. celebrating. Yeah, they were having a good time. So uh, Nola and Verlander tomorrow is going to be a great way to kick off what could be a very fun World Series. Have you seen an Astros team this deep overall? I think they were top, more top-heavy with both Verlander and Garrett Cole in 2019 finishing 1-2 in Cy Young, but I think depth-wise, their pitching staff 1-13 through 13, is the best I've ever seen. Their offense has probably been better in a, in a couple of the years in the past, uh, but I think this is the best pitching staff 1-13 through 13, I've ever seen. And how about Bryce Harper, what he did to get the Phillies to the World Series? You have been there for some great Philadelphia moments. Is that up there with some great Philadelphia moments in the postseason? Yeah, that's way up there, right? That yeah. they, they avoided having to go to San Diego. That was huge. Uh, the crowd was frenzied in Philadelphia, and they have been really since this postseason run has started. Uh, Bryce has always had the spotlight on him ever since he was like a teen, a preteen in, in Vegas. Like he's always been the stud of whatever age range he's been, and uh, he seems to enjoy the spotlight. He's been he's he's the guy that Josh Miller, the Astros pitching coach, will have circled for sure. <laughs> How about your dad? I was thinking of him in some of these Bryce Harper moments when he said, Chase Sutley, you are the man. What a great call. How much do you think Harry would have loved to have called something like of Bryce Harper? Uh, he would have been he would have been out of his mind calling that home run. Yeah, he would have been going nuts. And he, he might have invoked the you are the man for Bryce. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, Bryce Harper is one of those like Harry Cowles type of players. Yeah, yeah. Loves the game. Loves the city of Philadelphia, just like dad. Uh, he's really embraced the culture in Philly and around uh, the Phillies organization. I mean, uh, he, I think he's the Fanatic's best friend. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I don't know Bryce that well, but I know he's a great player and he's a great uh, ambassador of Phillies baseball. To wrap this up, um, 
I, I, I'm just, it, this is amazing that, that you're once again the announcer for the team the Phillies are facing. So uh, hopefully this happens more often, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Um, but, but Philadelphia, in your heart, what, what does the city of Philly mean to you? Yeah, it means everything. That's where I grew up. I was born here in Houston and I left here when I was five years old and, and spent the rest of my uh, formative years there all the way through college. And they'll always be home. It's where I grew up. It's my hometown. Even though I was born in Houston, I basically say I'm from Philadelphia because, you know, that's where I was. That's where that's all I remember as a kid. I barely remember being here in Houston. Uh, But here we are. Yeah, full circle. Astros and the Phillies. And I was there in 08. You know, I, I was so happy Dad won it in 08 because, as it turns out, it was the last year he was broadcasting. And yeah. there's guys who were in the Phillies organization still that I'd be happy for if they won it again in 2022. But I'd like to get another ring myself. So, best wishes with you. Not not too much, but, <laughs> but best wishes to you. And this is this is pretty cool to catch up with you again. Yeah, great talking. Yeah, to you. thank right. you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.